Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, May 21st, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we're laying out something new. We're calling the Biden Doctrine this morning. Number two, we've got a scoop on infrastructure. And number three, the latest on the DNC and RNC fundraising race. All right, Jake, let's talk about this number one story. We go deep into Biden world, looking back at the kind of how his term in office is going so far. Yeah, so we've been watching him now four months. Kind of crazy to think about it. Yesterday was the four month anniversary of his presidency. Um, And uh, the uh, I would say the following. I would say, number one, he is um, uh, he's he's relearning Washington. So we have a bunch of observations. And this is the first one. He's um, Biden got into got into the presidency on the idea that he was had this unique insight and unique ability to understand Republicans and work with Republicans. And he's found out that Republicans are basically a different party than he than he found when he was in the Senate in the 80s, 90s and 2000s. And, you know, he he bragged about his ability to work with Mitch McConnell. But in fact, I would say that his most his most uh, fruitful relationships are the relationships that he's just made now, the relationships with people like Shelley Moore Capito and Mitt Romney and people like that. Yeah, it's super interesting. I think the other thing, and it's such a shift from the Trump era, when you look back at the fat past four months, is there's really not been a lot of saber rattling when it comes from how Biden e- either handles the Hill, but certainly how he's handling foreign crises. If you look at the last, you know, kind of biggest issue has been obviously this fighting between Israel and Hamas and Gaza, but it was all kind of shuttle diplomacy, working behind the scenes, using those kind of levers that he's very comfortable with since he's been on the kind of foreign policy stage for a very long time. Yeah, number three, uh, number two, I guess that's three. Sorry, I'm having trouble counting. It's Friday, so you got to let me off the hook. Um, Bipartisanship, when it suits him. You know, I I think Republicans are super sick of hearing about Joe Biden's bipartisanship because they actually don't believe that he is super bipartisan. But uh, there's an interesting example yesterday. Yesterday was the signing ceremony for the COVID-19 hate crime bill. And um, that legislation was actually the subject of a lot of uh, bipartisan work on Capitol Hill between Susan Collins and and um, Chuck Schumer and and people like that. And yet, when he signed the bill, it was only Democrats behind him. So a lot of people, uh, I think that's a good example of um, of how Biden is uh, viewed by partisanship. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point. And I also think when you kind of the last point to make on this issue is. I think we're calling it the the swerve man in this morning's punch. I think that's a John Bresnahan. It's a very Bresnahan Bresnahanian uh, phrase. The <laughs> swerve man, uh, but really, kind of how he has been leading is kind of tacking left when it works and suits him, tacking right when he when it when it doesn't. And you know, I think for the most part, liberals have been very positive to who where Joe Biden has kind of almost you know pleasantly surprised them on a lot of issues where I think they didn't know if he was going to go super big or as Chuck Schumer loves to say, big and bold. Um, But he also, you know, has frustrated liberals, right, when it comes to wiping out student loan debt, when it comes to how he's handled some of the immigration proposals. Um, And that's going to be something that I think is going to be very important to watch in the coming days and weeks. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day. We've got an infrastructure scoop. Senate Democrats are prepping reconciliation options on infrastructure. What does that mean, Jake? 
Yeah, that that sounds like gobbledygook to a lot of people. But <laughs> basically, what um, what uh, what it means is but that it's a big deal. It is a big deal. So at at the today, um, Republic, uh, the White House is supposed to get uh, uh, an offer back to Shelley Moore Capital on infrastructure, and um, that's a response to her. Um, her bill that she gave to the White House just days ago. Now, at the same time, Chuck Schumer has yesterday met his aides, met with the parliamentarian, and the part that, that that is an effort to try to get some sort of clarity on what they could do through reconciliation on infrastructure, what they could do on this fast track, fifty-one vote. Um, uh, process on infrastructure. So kind of a big deal. And if you know, there's two there's two routes here. Let's not overcomplicate this. There's the bipartisan route, which is get cut a deal with Shelley Moore Capito and Mitt Romney and Senate Democrats and get a big uh, a medium sized infrastructure bill over the finish line. Or number two is to kind of do a um, a big deal and do it on reconciliation and do it with 51 Democratic votes. Now, as Mitch McConnell's fond of saying, if you do it on reconciliation, you cannot lose any Democrats and you have to make sure every single Democrat's in line. So that carries its own challenges. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of a big deal, an interesting look behind the scenes at what the majority is doing while Joe Biden is trying to work with Republicans. Yeah, and I think the the bigger point, honestly, to me is that Democrats have learned their lesson. They're willing to allow this bipartisan, you know, kind of negotiation to continue, but they are not going to let their agenda completely be stalled based on Republicans. And I think there's a lot of Democrats, you know, that I talk to feel that, you know, Republicans aren't really being, you know, honest brokers on this. They're going to kind of come and, and push back on a lot of things, but whether or not they can actually come to a deal, you know, they want to be prepared clearly to move alone if they have to. All right, the number three story quickly of the day. More in the money game with all these numbers coming out. Uh, always interesting to see Republicans and Democrats who raised more money and that race between the RNC and DNC continues. Yeah, so just to give you a little context, or not you, because you probably know this. Maybe you don't. You'll tell me if you <laughs> Maybe know Maybe not. Maybe I can learn something. I like this. So uh, we're in the middle or the end of May, which means that uh, there are campaign committees that that file every month, uh, monthly reports on what they raise and what they spend. That's a lot. of It's the party committees. It's some leadership packs. So in the next day, like minus two days from now and plus two or three days from now, we will get a lot of these reports in and we'll be able to see how much some of these things are, are um, how some of these committees are raising. Um, RNC raised 13 million, has 90 million on hand. DNC raised 15 and a half million and has 56 million on hand. It's early, so I don't want to make too much of any of that. Um, just noting it because a lot of our a lot of our readers and listeners and people who are consuming our content are super interested in that. Um, and we had some some other stuff, some other numbers in the midday and PM editions yesterday. We'll have more in the coming days, but we're always keeping a look on the money hunt and how people are raising money, why they're raising money, uh, uh, how much they're raising, etc. Um, so that that's that's where we are today. We'll have more in the next couple of days. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Happy Friday. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe. <laughs>